and welcome back to the social disease podcast i'm bridget i'm jasper and today we have a fun filled episode of kind of just the background characters of the season who didn't get a ton of plots or just disappeared in general we're gonna try something fun and flip not a coin but a pin to decide who we are going to talk about first just because they're all just so fun that we can't decide so jasper you have the pin yeah, so I just moved, so I cannot find any of the change that I used to have in my old apartment. But our our four groups are Connor and Wesley, Adam, Marisol and Mo, and the Niners, which includes Maya, Tori, Zig, and Tristan. Okay, so I guess we'll go heads, 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 tails, tails, heads, tails, tails. Sure. <laughs> whatever, whatever works. Okay. So, heads. Okay. Tails. <gasps> so, who does that mean? So, that's Adam. Yay! Okay. So, all right, we're going to start with Adam. Do you have a summary? Yeah. So, Adam really is only involved in three plots, even though he's kind of around throughout the whole season. So his first plot is the infamous Dave being a transphobic asshole about the radio show, where they're both competing to get like a spot on the new Degrassi radio thing. And then Dave is uncomfortable doing a show with a trans guy partially because there were a couple bathroom experiences where Dave and Adam were in the bathroom together and Dave was being a crybaby about Adam being there. So Dave goes on a whole transphobic rant and Adam gets very upset about it, understandably. <laughs> and the school kind of gets really pissed at Dave, understandably. But Dave does not step down until he realizes that he screwed over Adam being able to use the guy's bathroom and then he apologizes and then they start doing the radio show together and that's kind of a continuous thing throughout the whole season. Okay so next is Adam has a crush on Katie. This is before Drew and Katie get together. As always Drew has to take every single one of the girls that Adam likes first so Adam has a crush on her. They like hang out, go to like a book signing or something. But then Marisol says that Katie doesn't like him because he's trans or like because he has boobs and such. So Adam gets like a breast binder to kind of flatten down his chest. And yeah, I think his mom agrees to talk more about getting gender affirming surgery but I don't think that actually happens until kind of season 12. So then the last thing Adam does is he gets letters from a secret admirer. And long story short, it turns out that Tori was trying to set up Adam with Tristan just because they thought that Adam was a gay guy because he had an LGBT pin on his backpack. But Adam is straight, of course, so it doesn't work out. But then Adam kind of gives some wise advice to Tristan as a freshman LGBT person. Kind of cute. Oh yeah, Adam also got shot at prom. 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Jess. Oh, just casually, Adam got shot. <laughs> yeah, I can't forget that. But that's kind of in the middle of all this happening here. Uh, but yeah, that's all the stuff that Adam does. So do you want to start with the whole Dave debacle? Yes, finally, I get to talk about this. I was pissed from just beginning to end of this entire thing. I think it was handled so poorly by the school. I rewatched specifically the part with Simpson talking to Dave because I wanted to see, as an educator, how this is handled. And it wasn't even addressed. Like, it was addressed in the sense that Dave got detention. But he brought up multiple points as to, like, why should I care about this? This is my opinion. This is freedom of speech. And Simpson's just like, well, you have to go to detention. And Adam's going to detention, too. So that's it. And I'm like, why was there an opportunity missed like this? I did like Simpson's line. It was something like, Degrassi has to be a safe space for everybody has to be a positive learning environment for everybody. You can't just say these hateful things, even if it is quote unquote free speech. So I did like that, but I do agree that he definitely should have done a better job educating Adam for why what he did was wrong, or educating Dave rather, because then it was on Adam to educate Dave in detention about the whole situation. Yes, that is exactly what I was thinking. I was so annoyed that they put it on Adam to sit there and convince Dave to believe that he is a person too. I could not believe it. And like, I understand that Adam using like the race bathroom example was a, you know, it was a good example. It wasn't exactly like the same comparison, but it, it, you know, he connected it back to saying like, this is something I didn't choose. You know, this is just who I am. But if Dave was white, like, what would have been said? Like, the fact that that worked was, like, I don't know. It just pissed me off that it was on Adam to teach Dave that he is a person, too. And that's kind of a thing throughout all of Adam's, like, whenever he's on the show, really. He always has to educate people that he deserves to be treated just like everybody else and that trans people exist. Because it happens again with Becky, Becky's parents as well. Yeah. Uh, and before this, he had to talk about all this stuff to his family because his mom didn't accept him at first. So it's just like Adam again and again is just being beaten down and having to explain to people that he deserves to be treated like a person, which is just terrible to see. But unfortunately, it is the reality for a lot of trans people, I suppose. Ugh. It's it's so disappointing. I just wish, like, they had a scene with someone, like Dave's dad, just being like, look, you're being so ridiculously offensive and just, I don't know. I'm sad that there wasn't a bigger authority that also came down on, on Dave. Yeah, I guess that's just how things go, though. I just was kind of shocked because, like, I understand we're going to get to it where, like, Connor got suspended for the panty thing. I just feel like, how is this not as bad, in my opinion? Like, going on the radio and saying this horrible, offensive thing, like, you should be suspended. Easily. And then he he also invaded the girls' bathroom, too, later on. Yeah, so it's like, I cannot believe that he was not treated like one detention. Are you kidding me? 
Like, what kind of tone does that set? I don't know. I think I'm focusing, like, way too much on the punishment aspect of this. I was just mad that, like, Adam had to be the one to explain it to Dave overall. Uh, I am glad that Adam peed on Dave, though. Oh, so I did want to talk about the bathroom incidents because Adam was being very, very slightly creepy. Yes, yes, yes. I... I agree because like I rewatched that scene too because I wanted to make sure like before I came out to talk about it like was it creepy like he like full-on turned around and was like watching Dave P. <laughs> like yeah you know so I understand Dave being a little skeeved out about it but like Adam said later on you should have talked to me about it rather than just going on a transphobic tirade on the radio okay but this the tirade happened after the second time when Adam peed on Dave, right? Right, right, right. Okay. And that time, Dave was completely in the wrong. Dave goes right up next to Adam to look at him peeing. That was a million times worse than Adam just trying to look at a good pee stance. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know anything about peeing, and, like, I also don't know anything. I mean, I, I do occasionally pee, but I don't know anything about men peeing um I don't know how urinals work I just know that like you keep your eyes to yourself in the bathroom and that's kind of what I'm assuming is just like a universal rule I guess yeah it's like the the bathroom etiquette that you like go one urinal in between so that you're right not right next to each other if you don't have to great and perfect during a pandemic being safe love it (laughs) um (laughs) I, okay, yeah, so I I do agree. I think Adam definitely should have, I don't know if he should have addressed it. I feel like it really could have died down if Dave wasn't an asshole and, like, approached Adam in the bathroom the second time. Yes, but also, why couldn't Adam just ask Eli how to pee? I don't. Or Drew. Or literally, like, anybody. I feel like it was, like, a very last second thing he was like thinking about I guess because didn't he say this was like the one of the first times he was using the men bathroom yeah oh and also he said he wanted Dave to see him as a guy that was the other part of it which is fair because like starting off when they were competing for the radio show Dave was just like why are you doing this you're not a guy and Adam's like fuck off like I am just as good as you I'm better (laughs) and like he's so well okay Some of the topics are bad, but I just, like, couldn't believe how awful. I think afterwards with their friendship, it was, I don't know, what do you think of that, their continuing friendship? Like, do you think Adam should have just forgave and forgot? Like, I don't know. So, Dave did give a genuine apology. Yes, that's what I felt. So, I'm okay with their friendship continuing, but... I don't really feel Dave really made up for it that much. Yeah. I guess there is that binder scene where, like, Adam is like, look at my boobs. Yes. <laughs> so that that was kind of a nice thing of Dave to do, <laughs> even if it was a little weird. But, yeah, I feel like I, I like their friendship, but I don't know if I could get past this whole situation. I think it's just how aggressively mean Dave was. Like, he was on purpose being so mean, not even on the radio, like using 
you know, the offensive words like that Zane even was like, I cannot believe you just went on the radio and just said that to everybody. But then also as like dressing up as a girl and going in the girl, like it was just, that was so mean. You know, it's one thing to bully, but it's like another to like pretend to be someone's friend and then like do that shit. Yeah, and literally everyone was like, Dave, you're being a dick. Wesley was like, this is the, uh, an awful idea. <laughs> Thank God, at least someone said something, but he still did it anyway, so whatever. This isn't about Dave, though. I'm sorry. I just, <laughs> let's keep going. <laughs> just just to close it, I did like the storyline overall, though, just from like a educating the audience type of perspective. Because I was thinking about how most of the story was told from Dave's perspective rather than Adam's. Yes. So you're you're getting like the perspective of the transphobic asshole. And I thought that was a good choice because most people watching will be that cisgender person rather than a transgender person. So it kind of puts you in like the cisgender person's shoes like, of course, most people aren't going to be outwardly transphobic, but I think everybody who is cisgender has some kind of preconceived notions that are low-key transphobic, I would say, until you actually learn more about it. So I thought that was kind of a a good choice to kind of make the audience view their own opinions about trans people. I... I totally agree. I was thinking that while watching it too, because I feel like he, like he was like asking all these questions and because he was already an awful person, he could like ask the questions that way. And for Adam to like, just be able to just defend himself to that, like he, he killed every answer to like every single question Dave had, but I feel like it was good that they had that for people to see. You know, because I feel like a lot of people had, like, those thoughts in the back of their mind, and then now they have, like, an answer for it. Oh, Dave. <laughs> so this is our last Dave point. <laughs> anything Anything else with this storyline? I just wrote, why do Adam and Dave want to talk about farts? And then that's about it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Boys will be boys. <laughs> Okay, let's let's go on to the whole crush, the Katie crush. Okay. Because I thought, like, I, I had no idea what Katie was thinking in that episode. Because it really seemed like she was genuinely interested in him. Like, she's flirting with him, blah, blah, blah. But then, like, when Adam asked her out, she's like, mm, maybe you got the wrong idea. And, like, it didn't really seem like it was from a transphobic perspective other than what Marisol said. So I was just really confused about, like, what was going on. So from what I think it was, is that I think that it was very obvious that Katie saw Adam as Adam. Like, even when he was like, just want to let you know, like, I'm transgender, she was like, and, like, it doesn't matter to me. So, which is, like, great. Like, that's a great, like, she just, like, went um, right into it. I think she was nice. I think that's really what it was. Like, she was being friendly. Like, and they just happened to have shared interests, so they, like, hung out. I mean, I can see how coming from the point of view of, like, a girl and a guy hanging out, like, can't happen. I think she just genuinely was just hanging out with him as a friend. 
Like, there was never anything that kind of led me to think that she liked him besides her just being nice. Okay. I guess just having seen every Degrassi episode a million times, I'm just like, obviously, when you put a guy and a girl hanging out together, <laughs> that's going to be a relationship type thing. And I, I was also getting some vibes from Katie. I don't know. I, d- I definitely don't think it has anything to do with what Marisol said when Adam asked Marisol if Katie was interested and Marisol said no because you don't have the right parts. Like, I 100% do not believe that. I think Katie, like, would have no problem liking somebody if she liked them. Was there any Drew overlap? Like, I don't remember. She hadn't met Drew yet, right? Yeah, this is before all that Drew stuff. Okay. I don't know. I don't really know why they kind of, I don't know if they wanted to introduce Katie more. I don't know if they wanted to like hint at a relationship or if they wanted to kind of just give Adam another like crisis. Like, oh no, this girl won't like me because I have boobs. So now I don't want boobs and like leading into that. But they focused a lot on Katie. I'm not really sure either. I can see how like he had a crush on her. I just didn't really at any point think she had a crush on him. Okay. But then he gaslit the hell out of her when she was like, oh, like, I'm so sorry if, like, did, if you got the wrong idea. And Adam's like, um, no, you have the wrong idea. We're just friends. And then walks away. I'm like, oh, gaslighting. <laughs> Not cool. He was just embarrassed and was trying to save face in front of her. I wouldn't say that was gaslighting. <laughs> I definitely did not like it, though, because it's like, yes, you did think she liked you, and, like, that's fine. It's okay if you were off a little bit. Like, Dave is the worst at giving advice. I don't know why you believed him to begin with. Like, he was cheating on his girlfriend at the time, so (laughs) don't trust Dave. I guess the point of the episode was for Adam to, for the whole resolution part with the, like, I want to talk more about getting surgery and stuff like that. Like, that was the point of the episode. Yeah. That wants to do it for him rather than for a girl. hmm So, regardless of, like, the Katie stuff, even though I really would have liked them to get together, Adam doesn't get a real relationship until Becky. So, yeah. So. Yeah, I was, I, when I was rewatching it, I really did like the idea of Katie and Adam. I was like, this is kind of growing on me. And they also didn't, they didn't really introduce her, like, as a girlfriend. You know, they introduced her as, like, an independent character that, like, could possibly date someone else. Which would have been nice, because usually when we have girlfriends, they, like, disappear after a while. Yeah, like, I think this is our second interaction with Katie after the whole Claire newspaper stuff. But we'll talk about Katie in our next episode. Sorry, yes. (laughs) But, But, yeah. Ugh. I just want Adam to be happy. <laughs> I I agree. I think it could have been a missed plot, but I don't know if they had planned for Drew and Katie this whole time. I have no idea. Yeah, I did think it was a little weird how they never addressed the fact that Adam liked her. Adam, like, has hit on every girl that Drew ends up dating. Bianca, Katie, probably Allie at some point. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you mean Allie? Yeah. Oh, what did I say? But Ellie. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, Ellie. <laughs> um, not Ellie. Throwback. But yeah, that's all I have for Adam, though. What do you, anything else? 
Uh, well, well, the next thing is um, the whole Tristan thing. Oh, yes, yes, okay. So, the whole resolution of this plot is, like, Claire saying, Adam, you're passing as a guy, blah, blah, blah. But my issue with that is that Adam has been passing the whole time. <laughs> yes, I was thinking that, too, because when he, like, went up to Marisol and was like, does Katie know I'm trans? Like, he's he's passing i don't think anyone ever doubted it yeah literally from when he first came on in season 10 he was passing so well that bianca didn't know until she like pushed his chest and felt the boobs yes so, like adam has been passing this whole time so i thought that was kind of interesting that that was the resolution like yay adam you pass you have been passing good for you <laughs> Yeah, maybe it was, do you think it was to readdress, like, the fact that he was so worried about his boobs coming in? So they kind of wanted to be like, it's not a problem anymore? Maybe a little bit, yeah. I don't know, but it was so much later after that plot line that it really wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, I don't know. That would have been an interesting couple. Adam and Tristan? Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I didn't even think about it and because I'm like, well, Adam would never like Tristan. I'm like, but like Holly J and Fiona never would have happened, but <laughs> Okay, I ship Tristan with nobody because Tristan is awful, <laughs> but <laughs> Tristan's annoying since day one. <laughs> Other otherwise I I did like Adam like talking to Tristan afterwards and making him feel better about the whole crush thing. Yes. I thought, like, Adam's a very good role model, and he's a good friend. I thought that was cute. I, I agree. I also really wish they developed Zane and Adam's friendship. Like, I don't know if there was one, but I liked when, like, Adam was being attacked for the transgender thing, and then Zane comes in, and he's like, um, no, can't do that shit. And I was like, yes, because he never gets anything outside of Riley. Yeah, I think that's literally the only scene that Zane has that doesn't also have Riley. <laughs> oh, and I was so ha I love Zane. I think he's so cute. I'm like, ah, yes, love to see him. Yeah, it would have been cool to see that friendship. It would have given more for both Adam and Zane. Yes, wow. All right, let's write like a sub Degrassi plot of Zane and Adam. Fan fiction. <laughs> it's out there. We can put it on. We can put a poll out. Should Adam and Zane have been best friends forever? <laughs> what do you think? It would have been cute. I agree. Yes. 10 out of 10 friendship. Okay. So now for the elephant in the room, Adam got shot. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting. Like, who cares? <laughs> we keep forgetting because it had no impact on anything. Nope. It had absolutely nothing. Like... I don't know. They should have shot Drew. Like, they should have. It would have made more sense. Yeah, but then he wouldn't have been able to have the showdown with Vince. Thank God that kid learned how to fight. We'll get there. He lost, like, every battle, like, ever. Yeah, Adam was mostly just shot for the shock value of it. And also to bring Eli and Claire together for that one scene, too. Oh, yeah. I think we're kind of just, like, desensitized 
to people getting shot in Degrassi. Like, it just doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, like, this is pretty much, well, Spinner got shot too, but this is, like, the first major shooting, I would say, since Jimmy. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. And then, I think in the the Tristan Crush episode, Adam has, like, a line where he's, like, he wrote a story about him getting shot or something and how it made him appreciate life more but that's the only resolution we get from it like it's just a thing that happened I don't know like there's just no reasoning for it there does it like he could have shot into the crowd and not hit anybody and it wouldn't have made a difference it really wouldn't have (laughs) like there besides like Like, they could have even played off Eli and Claire as just, like, being shocked that there was a gun there. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, And it's not like it represents, like, Drew being, like, Drew did not want to be a part of this at all. And, like, the fact that they shot his brother is so mean. It wasn't even on purpose. They, like, could have shot Casey. Like, it doesn't, you know? Well, um, I don't know if you know this, but, like, Pretty much since Adam came on the show, there was a theory that he was going to, like, every, like, season finale, people were like, Adam's gonna die. Adam's gonna die. What? Why? I don't, like, I think people kind of figured out that he was the one who was going to get shot. So then they were like, oh, Adam's gonna die, blah, blah, blah. And then they were like, oh, they could easily edit him out of the opening sequence, blah, blah, blah. And then that continued through season 12. And by then, people were like, oh, Adam's Adam's going to live. And then beginning of season 13, he actually dies. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, my goodness. I do not like that. Okay, why did everyone hate Adam so much? I don't think they hated him. They were just, like, expecting him to die for whatever reason. Poor Adam. All right, so him getting shot, that's probably why there was, like, no shock value. Yeah. I mean, I personally, like, nothing, I felt nothing. I don't know. I kind of was like, okay, he got shot in the arm, like, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> I, I did like the Adam Drew moment when he got shot, like, they put their foreheads together. I thought that was super cute. Oh, and then Drew goes, gotta go, and then runs away and leaves his brother alone after getting shot so he could go save his girlfriend. Not even his girlfriend. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Good choice, Drew. Oh, Drew. We'll talk about him. Yes. He has a messy season 11. (laughs) Oh, but Adam, eh, not much for him this season. Yeah, I was trying to, like, think about fitting his character arc with the season 11 things, and all I could really get was that he just becomes more comfortable with himself because in season 10, he's, like, coming out he has the whole Fiona de- debacle and like that kind of puts him down a notch. So the only thing I could see was that season 11 makes him more confident in himself and that he's growing up. I agree. I think that's a good, good analysis. But yeah, would have loved to see more of him and I'm excited to talk about his season 12 stuff. Yes. Oh, I'm excited about that too. Okay. Back to the pin. Okay. Who are we doing next? We Our choices are Connor Wesley, Niners, and Marisol and Mo. Okay. Flip one. Heads. <laughs> okay. Heads. So that is Connor and Wesley. 
All right. Give us that summary. So basically, it's panty stealing and car stealing <laughs> to sum it up. Lots of theft. But yeah, so Connor starts stealing underwear because he is like hormonal and he doesn't really know how to control his hormones because of his Asperger's. Yeah, so he's, he starts off by stealing Fiona's underwear, then he steals Miss O's underwear, and then he, like, sneaks into the locker room and gets caught by Allie, who then rats him out, and then he gets sent to, like, some behavioral program, I think it was, for, like, the rest of that half of the season. Yeah. And then he comes back, and he tries out for the football team in the second half of the season, and he has kind of a feud with Mo because they're both kind of the black sheep of the football team. So they find solace in being nerds, I guess. Oh, they also like team up to like win the football game, which was cute because they, they quoted the, the Claire scene. <laughs> Did you ever love you at all? I thought I loved it. Uh... <laughs> yeah. And then on Wesley's end, he only has one plot where he has like a class assignment to build a group Goldberg and, Grube Goldberg machine, tongue twister. Mm-hmm. And in order to impress his girlfriend, Hannah, over, like, this other dude, Liam, he pretends to know how to drive and have his license. But then, of course, in typical Degrassi fashion, he gets pulled over by the cops, and everyone finds out. But then he makes up for it. But then he gets black holed, and we never see him again. Boo! Wesley was so cute. Yeah. Well, let's, let's start with Wesley, because he only has the one plot. Okay. Like, I just, this plot's, like, very freshman of him to get, I feel like. Yeah, and that's that's what we talked about in his season 10 stuff, that he's getting, like, all, like, the growing up type of plots. Yeah, and he also gets placed with people that aren't characters, like, reoccurring characters on the show, you know? Like, who even is this kid that he, like, steals the car? Like, the guy who likes... Is it Hannah? Or is it a different... His girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah, that's Hannah. Yeah, Hannah. I think, honestly, that plot was okay, but I did like watching his friendship with Connor was more entertaining to me than that plot. I agree. <laughs> like, it just wasn't... I don't know. What do you What do you think? Yeah, it, it was just a standard jealousy plot that we've seen a million times before. Yes. And he deserved better. I liked him a lot. I personally think he should have joined and, like, replaced Casey. Like, how well would that have worked? What do you mean replace Casey? So, you know when, like, Casey leaves the show? Yes. And it's just, like, Connor, Allie, Jenna, and Claire are kind of like, goodbye. Like... I feel like Wesley could have kind of joined into that group a little bit. Yeah, because he's already friends with Connor. So Yeah, so I feel like that could have worked. And it would have kept Wesley in the show because Casey was gone anyway. I just don't know if they didn't really have any plans for his character development and just kind of gave up. Like, I don't know what the deal is. Yeah, I think when, like, people asked why he got black holed, they were just like, we ran out of plot lines for him to tell his story was done. I I loved Wesley. He was so fun. It's hard for them to keep a nice character because, like, then they don't have any entertaining plots. But, like, give him something more serious. I don't know. 
I agree. They could have thought of some other... They could have given him literally anything. Like, they were reaching with, like, gangs right now. Like, they could have figured out, like, hey, a twin. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But, Yeah. yeah, Wesley. Because I was also thinking that when Connor leaves for his, like, behavioral thing, he's like, when will I... Or Wesley says, when will I see you again? And uh-huh. and then they never talk again because Wesley disappears. That makes me so, that made me so sad because I was like, I know Wesley's done. Uh, but yeah, him and Connor's friendship, I felt like was important. And it was nice that Connor had friends outside of just like Casey. But obviously that did not work out for either of them as Connor left the season and then Wesley got black old. Yeah, because Connor's only two real friends are Dave and Wesley. Wesley leaves here and then Dave leaves later on. He disappears too. And Casey, and Casey leaves too. Yeah, so all of Connor's friends just disappear off the face of the planet. Poor Connor. (laughs) Do you want to talk about him? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. So, (laughs) what the fuck? (laughs) I am embarrassed that Degrassi gave a plotline like this to Connor. It is so ridiculous, and it doesn't make any sense. And you know what? I don't think a person with autism would do this at all. I think it would be some annoying creepy white boy that is stealing underwear. I just don't buy that Connor would do this. I wasn't sure if it was offensive or not because I I don't really want to comment on it because I don't really know too much about autism spectrum things. But it did seem from what little I know that it was somewhat offensive that they were feeding into some stereotypes that I know about. So I wasn't really sure how to feel about it from that perspective because... I didn't really know, like, what they were going for in telling this story anyway. Yes. I have no idea what the point was. Like, what was, was it that he couldn't control himself in a school, so they had to send him away? Was that their plan all along? Because they could have done it in a different way that, like, wasn't gross towards women. But I guess they kind of led up to it because Hannah, like, when he was staring at Hannah's chest and Wesley was like, please stop staring at women's chests. And Connor was like, give me one good reason. (laughs) Wesley's like, because it's creepy. We just can't do it. I was just like, why? Because it goes on for a while, too. There's like four or five episodes with this. I don't, I don't really know why they decided to do this to him. I really feel like it was just to make him go to a behavioral, like, was it his actor? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe his actor had to leave for a little bit, so they were like, TTYL, bye. Uh, I was just not a fan. It was kind of interesting to see how it tied into the app, though. Into the what? Like, the app that him and his friends made. I forget what it was for. It was like a clothing app. Yes, and, like, the only reason that they knew that he, he did it was because Allie was like, Those, that's my underwear. I, I, I think it was her cardigan or something. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, cardigan. Sorry. I, like, forgot what exactly it was. I just knew it belonged to her, and I was like, that's horrifying. 
Yeah. <laughs> to be like, wait, that's my gym clothes, or like, that's my clothing. Because Connor also pushed her in the locker room. Yeah, that was, re- that was like aggressive. I don't know. I really don't understand why they gave Connor all these weird, creepy plots. Yeah. Like, I was thinking about this, how Connor only really does autism-related things. He doesn't really have anything else. Like, in season 10, he only had the Love Queen 16 stuff. Yeah. Getting catfished, which was, like, I guess it wasn't an explicit autism plot, but it was about, like, being socially acclimated, I guess. And then this is very autism-y. And then yeah. they, and then in the football plot, they have him like be socially awkward with the football team because he doesn't really get the social cues. Yeah, I that is true. They really are kind of using it just as using kind of him to do strange autism plots. Like I, the football one. Like sure, I can see how that could go that way just because how mean everybody on the football team is like with Owen there and Mo like it's already the worst like the two worst people are on the football team and now you're putting Connor like they are going to bully him because they are mean people I did like the resolution though I would have liked to see more of Connor and Mo's friendship once they like put aside their differences (laughs) yeah Mo is Mo is growing on me he's funny he has like a lot of potential as a character yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Yes, sorry. <laughs> I keep getting sidetracked. <laughs> but yeah, if anything, like, the football episode was kind of showing how Connor's better in social situations, I suppose, from the panty ceiling thing. He went to that, like, camp or whatever they sent him to to, like, learn social cues. Yeah. I was like, that is that a, I don't think that's a thing. I don't know for sure, but, like, that doesn't sound like a thing to me. I've never heard of anyone taking out a student with autism out of school halfway through the year and sending them to a behavioral school. Like, that's just not what happens. Maybe in Canada. But not here. I'm I'm sure programs like that exist. Maybe not to pull someone out of school to go to it. Yeah. I'm sure something like that actually exists. But he was also suspended. Was that it, too? Was he going there because he was suspended? Yeah, I think that was part of it, too. Oh, okay, okay. Then that would make more sense. I don't know. Regardless, Connor deserved better, and Wesley deserved better. They both got screwed. Yeah, because I really like both of them. Connor, like, I'm always back and forth about. I don't know. He just, like, never really did it for me. He never was anything that, like... I just feel like because his plots were so strange. I'm like, how am I supposed to feel about him? <laughs> like, until the football one, like, the other ones were so weird. That's so true. Because after the football one, like, next season, I really, I like Connor. Or the season where I like him when he, they go to Italy. You That's Paris? Oh, Paris. I'm sorry. I don't know why I thought Italy. Um, <laughs> I like that. With the Jenna stuff? Yeah, as much as I don't like them that much, I do like watching that. Oh, we're, we're going to have to talk about Jen and Connor because yeah. I have different opinions. I know, I know, I know. But we'll save that. Sorry. Okay. Anything else for Connor or Wesley? 
Hey, oh, I can't believe that Connor stole Miss O's underwear. That got me. That is horrifying. As a teacher, I would be so scared if I came back and my underwear was gone. Oh my god. I would know a kid has it. Where else would it be? Yeah, that's pretty pretty scary. <laughs> Otherwise, that's it. I, I made all my points. Okay. So this is gonna be our last pin flip. <laughs> Heads for Niners, tails for Marisol and Mo. Okay. Heads. All right. Niners. Niners. Okay. So the Niners are interesting because they're only in the second half of the season. Yes. So they have a lot of haphazard plots. Let's just go through all of them. So the first episode of the school year is we get introduced to all of them. It's from Maya's perspective. Um, Maya is Katie's little sister and she meets Zig and thinks he's cute. But then she also meets Tori and Tristan and finds out Tori used to date Zig in middle school. And then they get into a fight over Zig. Then they make up. And then Zig and Tori get back together. And then next is Tristan is concerned that Tori is spending all of her time with Zig rather than with him. So he initially tries to break them up. But then when he realizes that is a terrible thing to try and do, he tries... <laughs> He tries to do a cute musical number with all three of them and is kind of a bitch about it, even though it was his idea. That was the worst thing I've ever watched in my life, but okay, keep going. (laughs) But yeah, they do the musical number. It's cute. Yay, friendship. Next is Tori tries out for the cheerleading team with Marisol, but Zig, he wants Tori to film him doing skateboarding for whatever reason. So <laughs> men. So she misses her first cheerleading practice and Marisol demotes her to be the school mascot. So she gets mad at Zig, but then Zig takes the mascot position so that she can go back to cheerleading after Tori like calls him out for not caring about any of her interests. <laughs> Okay, after that is, we already talked about the Tristan is Adam's secret admirer thing, and Adam kind of helps him out with that. And then the season finale, we come back to Maya, where she's not feeling challenged in freshman music class because she is a cello prodigy. So she asks Miss O if she could, like, do, like, music theory instead but she tries to try out for like a bar gig as a 13 year old but her dad catches her and instead she starts to learn the trumpet to challenge herself wow yes all of it okay let's start with (laughs) what you wrote tristan being a bad friend from day one (laughs) literally tristan tristan does not have much of a character arc in all his time on the show but if there is something it's him being an awful human being and an awful friend (laughs) you hate Tristan so much I really do um okay so okay this is kind of off the topic of Tristan I'm sorry I just like wanted to ask you since you know that like Tori isn't a character that lasts very long do you feel like not as connected to her 
A little bit, yeah, because since she doesn't stick, stick around for long and she doesn't really do much for herself. Yeah, I feel like when I watch this, when I watch her, knowing that she's not going to be on very long, I don't care about her plots. <laughs> but I know that, like, sound, that's kind of bad. But first, I love when her and Maya fight. I'm like, yes, do it. I know Maya's going to be a great character. Like, I'm so excited. Because I wasn't really rooting for Tori, honestly. Well, because Tori was being a total drama queen about the whole Zig stuff. Yeah, and Zig is so skinny and small. I forgot how tiny Zig is in this season. He really glows up, doesn't he? He is so cute. What a cutie. But honestly, I don't blame Maya for having a crush on him because he's so cute. And then Tori being whatever. I don't know. Like, jealous of their middle school relationship. (laughs) That is so high school. (laughs) I th- I really liked Tori overall. I thought she was a super sweetheart after the whole like fight with Maya thing. <laughs> yes. But yeah, like there's not much to her character. I guess you could kind of fuse Tori and Zoe together kind of. Yeah, because Zoe comes in as soon as Tori leaves. So you could kind of fuse them together as kind of one full character and kind of think about it that way. I kind of do that sometimes. Okay. that horrible musical number who thought who let them think this is something they should do do they not have secondhand embarrassment for themselves it was so cute though but would you do that absolutely not that's what i'm saying i already hate i hate people who like sing to themselves and like want me to be like wow so good like this is that that is what that was. I watched an intimate moment between friends that should not have been in front of a crowd. <laughs> oh, well. And then Zig rapping? Why? Why? He's a white boy. <laughs> like, no need. Did not need that. But I do think, I think it's funny that Tristan's jealous. Yeah, like, he he literally tries to break up Zig and Tori by calling Tori fat. He calls Tori fat. Like, he, he, give a fuck. he is awful. And then as soon as, like, he's like, let's do this musical number together. And Zig, like, Zig is like, I'm going to do a rap because I like rapping. And then Tristan's like, no, that's a terrible idea. It's like, Tristan, you are trash. You have been trash. You will be trash for the next four years. Ah. Jasper, I've never seen you so heated. You're, you hate Tristan so much. Fuck Tristan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hold it together. We just met him. <laughs> okay, so he also had the thing with Adam where, like, we know in subsequent seasons that Tristan is very insecure that he has never had a relationship and all those things. So I guarantee that this whole Adam thing came about because he's complaining to Tori that like, oh, why do you get to date Zig and like have a boyfriend and I don't? And then Tori being a good friend is like, hmm, there's this gay guy or who I think is a gay guy at school. Let's see if we could set you guys up. And then he gets mad about it, but like Tori trying to be a good friend, you know? He sounds like a guy who's just like never happy with what's going on ever. Like he's always got it. If there isn't a problem, he has to make one. Yes. And I, th- I think we talked about this in whenever we talked about Owen, because Owen and Tristan are siblings, 
and they do have a couple sibling scenes here. So how do you feel about their sibling dynamic? Because we, I think we already talked about like how weird it is how Owen has a gay brother when he was so awful to Riley and Adam. So I think what I compare it to, because I've been thinking about this for a while, is when Drew and Bianca are kind of dating and Drew's mom brings up the fact that Bianca had that dance scenario with Adam where she like, did she push him? Like, I I don't exactly remember, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, When she's very obviously transphobic towards him and Drew's like, no, like she's a different person. She's changed. And I'm wondering if they're going, if they just did that with Owen, like he was just so awful that they needed to like make us forgive him in some way. And what's the better way is to give him a sibling that's gay. (laughs) Like, I don't know. But he's not even like that great of a brother. He kind of gives bad advice. Well, yeah, because he's a shitty person. Like, his personality is the same. Just because he has a gay brother does not mean that he's all, all of a sudden a good person and gives good advice. It's a weird combination. It didn't need to happen. I don't know if they did it to keep Owen in the picture. Yeah, because Owen doesn't really do anything else, really. Yeah, because Anya leaves. So, like, what else? So they wanted to give him something, probably, besides the fighting plot. Yeah. And then even in season 12, he's really just there to be a jock and Tristan's brother. Yeah, I I don't know, because they even have Maya being Katie's sister. I wonder if they thought maybe introducing Niners with siblings that are older, you're more likely to keep them in the plots, because you give them this connection to to Degrassi that not a lot of other characters had to start with. Right. Because both of them stay all the way through the rest of Degrassi's existence. Yes. It, it's kind of different though, how Katie does occasionally return after she graduates and they refer to her sometimes. But I think once Owen graduates, I don't think they talk about how Tristan has a brother at all. I mean, I don't blame them. Owen was not a character you want to brag about knowing. <laughs> <laughs> True. So uh, I wanted to talk about this point with Tori. Did you know that Tori's actress is the same as Angela? Yes, yes. I, I was like, of course, I like Google all the actors and actresses when I watch. And she is also, isn't she like related to like Manny's actress in real life? Yes, Tori's actress and Manny's actress, they're, they're real life sisters. Which is so funny. So, like, this girl was kind of just born into the Degrassi. Like, she had to be on it. Yeah, which is why I really didn't like how she left. Yeah. Do you know why? Did they say anything out there in the Degrassi universe? I think the actress just wanted to leave. All right. I mean, that's fair enough. It's interesting that she decided to come back, though. Yeah, because would you have liked to see Tori if she was Angela. Why not? I mean, another reason to have Joey around, right? Yeah, I think that would have been cute. You could have some some snake and like Joey relationship again if Joey came back, because Simpson's still on there. Yeah, I wonder if 
once they cast her as Tori, if they were thinking about doing that, but then maybe they couldn't get back Joey's actor. Yeah, I think that would be, because Craig comes back. Only like the one time all the way at the end. But like the fact that he came back, they could have connected, because like it would be his sister, right? Yeah. So they could have done that. Like how much easier would it be, it'd be to explain why Craig is there if his sister was on Degra- in Degrassi? I would have liked to see it, but it, it, did, it wouldn't have even mattered in the long run because she would have left anyway. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that Maya, like Maya, I love, I love Maya start to finish. There's not a single point where I don't love Maya. I think she's so great. Yes. Like, let's go into her two plots. Like, I think her music thing is whatever. They Um, always have a musician. Sav left. Jenna, like, barely does it. So they were like, let's bring in Maya. She'll be around for a while. Yeah. So I feel like there isn't much to talk about with the music thing, but... And and not even too much with the first episode with the Zig crush either. There's not much with her actual plots, but I was thinking about Maya is dealing with all of the Katie drama that's going on in that second half of the season where Katie is like doing drugs and then she gets sent to rehab. Yeah. And I was like, Maya is dealing with all this stuff at home. And we all talk about how Maya had all this trauma from Campbell in season 12. But in that same freshman year of hers, she's also dealing with Katie, Katie's life falling apart, which of course is affecting her family. I didn't really realize that until I did this rewatch. I think I really appreciate Maya because she always has had something tough going on in her life. And she is just such a resilient person. And it's seen from like her practically taking She's not taking care of Katie, but, like, being the freshman she is and Katie being, like, the junior and very popular and all that. And, like, like they have such a good relationship. And I'm happy that they, like, gave that to them. And they're so believable as siblings, too. Like Yes. When, oh, they're so good. Like, when uh, Katie is, like, doing the drugs and stuff, Maya's like, don't operate heavy machinery. <laughs> like, yes. I love <laughs> It's so pure. I love it. And I completely agree that Maya is so resilient. Like, from from day one, like you said. You could even say that she's resilient with the boy that she likes getting back with his middle school girlfriend. (laughs) Yep. And it's it's just kind of funny because you know that they're trying to set her up to be the Claire of what's coming. And, like, Claire had Darcy as her sister and Darcy kind of, like, like did not have a great time for a little bit and like that trauma kind of affected Claire but Claire turned out to be like kind of crazy whereas like Maya like holds it together for most of it until the end when she like has her time but I just like Maya's because Maya's is definitely more understandable. Yeah we'll talk about this more I'm sure but I think Maya is the greatest character arc in all of Degrassi in my opinion. Wow big statement. All right. Are we done with the Niners? We need to talk about Zig real quick and how he's a bad boyfriend. (laughs) Zig is a 13-year-old boyfriend. That is exactly what he is. There is not a single thing that he does that I am shocked about. (laughs) Yeah, the whole, like, record me skateboarding. I don't care about cheerleading, so I'm not gonna care. (laughs) I was like, this is too real. 
we are just watching a boy develop empathy in Degrassi. <laughs> That's really what it is. Like, he's learning to care about somebody else besides himself. Yes. I did think it was interesting how Zink kind of stays being a bad boyfriend <laughs> for forever. They really do kind of use his, like, home life as an excuse. But he also could have, like, you know what? I don't know, because Casey had a tough home life and was also a bad boyfriend. So maybe it's just a trend they're trying to hold on to here. <laughs> tough home life? You can't be a good boyfriend. That's not possible. It'd be too much. Maybe they're trying to say something deeper about, like, you can't focus on other people until you have taken care of your own shit. You'd like to think, but do you think Degrassi got that deep for that one, or do you think that you <laughs> I put I put too much into Degrassi. <laughs> no, Zig is just, he's got the silly, like, lack of empathy boyfriend plot, which I feel like is necessary because there are some people out there who needed to watch that and realize, oh yeah, maybe I do that sometimes and I should also give back. <laughs> but yeah overall I think all these Niner plots were super cute they're the standard like like we've talked about before they're the standard like middle school coming of age type of plots they don't really have much meaning other than cute little moral at the end like love your friends blah 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 follow your passion with music blah 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 so it's just cute overall and we will get a lot more into them in season 12. Yes, 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 definitely. So now we have Marisol and Mo to close things out. So we're going to primarily be talking about Marisol and Mo's relationship, but we also wanted to bring in the episode where Marisol has the presidential feud with Katie. So Marisol starts off by having the affair with Casey and then she finds out that Katie has been seeing Drew recently. And since she went on one date with Drew, like literally ages ago, she gets very mad and runs against Katie in the presidential election. And then ultimately kind of tells the whole school that Katie has bulimia. But then once she realizes that Katie, that she's like triggering Katie to potentially be being bulimic again, she she says sorry, and they make up. And then next half of the season, they're on the student council. They have their feud with Fiona and Imogen that we talked about in the seniors episode. Marisol is also kind of dealing with Katie's drug addiction stuff. But then her and Mo start off, they get assigned onto like Model UN to work together. And Marisol is not having it. She's like, Mo's fat and he has a crush on me. I hate him. Oh my God. So true though. That's what she says. Yeah. So then Mo puts gum in Marisol's hair, which I thought was completely absurd. <laughs> but <laughs> once Mo plays Marisol like a like one world type of song that he wrote, she realizes that she has feelings for him and they get together. But then in the next episode, they're not official yet. So Mo is like, oh, I need to take her out on a date. So where does he take her? The dot. <laughs> uh, romantic. But during the date, he realizes that Marisol doesn't think that it's a date. So he comes up with an elaborate 
excuse <laughs> that this isn't a date and that there will be a date like in a couple days, then he has no money. So he hooks up with Jake to like paint a strip club. <laughs> and he's mad at Marisol. Oh, Marisol canceled their date because of the Katie situation. So he's mad at her. So he posts pictures of himself with the strippers from the strip club. But then Marisol is like, Katie is in rehab and I'm sad about it. And he's like, wow, I'm a dick. He apologizes and then they make up and they hold hands. Super cute. Great. Great time. All right. Let's talk about Marisol and Katie. Okay. Because that I feel like just works the best. I hate Marisol for for this I think what she did was the absolute worst thing you could do and she did not get reprimanded for it because Katie just forgave her and what I liked most about Drew was that Drew was like I don't want to hang out with Marisol from what I remember isn't it I'm pretty sure it's because she treated Katie like shit right yes yes so I cannot believe that Katie just went back like I, I don't know. Okay. Sorry. Go. Yeah. <laughs> I thought this whole plot line was so weird because Marisol is necessarily painted as just unreasonable by being so jealous about Katie and Drew because her and Drew went on one not even date. So for Marisol to be so hung up about this is like just ridiculous. So I don't think that anybody would really act like Marisol did in this situation by getting so jealous over some guy that she went on half of a date with. And yes. I think that this happened because someone in the writer's room was like, oh my god, we just put Katie and Drew together and remember that one time where Marisol hung out with Drew? Let's like make that a, a thing. And then they went way too far with it without really thinking about whether it was realistic or not. And was the date that she went on with Drew was that the one where she like didn't have any thoughts on her own yeah like Drew was ordering some weird food and Marisol was like I'll have that too that was hilarious but yeah she had absolutely no right to treat Katie like that I just couldn't I am just so mad that as a friend she went and just told an entire school that this girl has an eating disorder even if even if she didn't have one, that is such a shitty thing to, like, try, like, to start a rumor about, but she did have one, and that's what's, like, just such a bitchy move. Yeah, I was thinking that Marisol probably didn't really understand the severity of it, because in her mind, she's like, oh, Katie got over it months ago, so I'm just gonna use this to, like, blackmail her without even thinking that it's something that she still struggles with, you know? That had to have been it. That has to be it, because that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, because once once Marisol, like, finds Katie in the bathroom where she almost throws up again, yeah. she realizes, like, what she's done, and that's when she apologizes. I just don't know what she expected. Like, how could she ever expect anyone to want to be her friend after doing that? Like, that wasn't just, like, a haha moment. Like, what were you doing? What was the purpose? It was going to ruin Katie's life regardless. And I just, like, it just set the tone for me. I could not bounce back from that for me, personally. Like, I did not like Marisol for the rest of the season. So, 
I think I have an unpopular opinion that I quite like Marisol as a character. Maybe I wouldn't want to be her friend myself, but <laughs> I appreciate her role in the story. Like, because she, she does have some development, right? Maybe not a, a bit in season 11, but definitely a bit more in season 12. But she starts off as like this homewrecker with Casey, this oh, yeah. backstabbing best friend with Katie. And I know you said that you kind of can't get over this whole situation, but I do think that Marisol does make it up to Katie overall because she does the whole thing with where Katie doesn't want to have sex. So she like shows up at Drew's house unannounced. Yes. She takes over the whole student council once Katie has her rehab problems. Well, that was because she was vice president. But even, even before then, she was telling Katie, oh, like you have a lot on your plate. I could take this off your shoulders. I, I like, I understand you're trying to set it. I just can't with Marisol. Just the only reason is, well, okay. It's not the only reason, but her doing that thing to Katie with the eating disorder thing. And then her being like, oh, I'm sorry. And like tries to do all these things, but then is just as awful to Mo. Like she's very obviously proving that she will be a bitch to whoever she wants and, like, will only be nice when she feels guilty? Like, when it's convenient for her to be nice? Like, I don't know. Because her, her like, starting off with Mo, like, the fact that she even was like, Mo isn't going to win the election because he's 2XL and you are pretty and skinny and people want to look at you. I'm just like, holy crap how does this come out of someone's mouth like out loud and just thinks that it's okay to say yeah oh she could have been katie they could have just made marisol katie and made katie bitchy and i think that it would have given marisol a lot more to work with like they just made marisol the bad guy for this season for sure for sure because they're like, there's also the Fiona thing where she like traps Imogen in the closet. She traps Imogen. She hooks up with Casey when he has a baby mama that attends the school and a child. She does this to Katie. She's like negatively affecting everybody. <laughs> like, what did they do? Why are they doing this to her? Because she wasn't that bad. Was she? She was around last season, right? I think only in that Drew episode. Okay. So, never mind. I was going to say, what did they do to her? But I guess they really just kind of started her off <laughs> strong here. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know why I like Marisol. Like, she has a lot of personality. Yeah. And a lot of the time, I do think she's hilarious. Yes, she is so <laughs> funny. That's why I'm like, I wish she was Katie's character. Because, like, Katie had more opportunities to, like, build on a personality and Marisol's funny like they really were mean and made her mean I just can't forgive her like could you imagine your friend doing that shit I just feel like I have Katie is that's also why I really liked Katie was because Katie was able to forgive Marisol for that awful thing yeah she definitely shouldn't have she just forgives her right away once Marisol says sorry which I, I disagree with. And it, like you said, it, it really shows Katie's strength of character. But I'm just trying to defend Marisol right now and you're making it so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
I'm sorry. I'm sure she, like, I mean, once she becomes friends with Katie again, like, I like their friendship. I also, I just, like, can't believe she treats Mo that poorly and then is, like, I can't like him. He's fat. And I'm, like, what is wrong with you? Well, okay. So I think she was just kind of projecting because she does like Mo. Like, Mo is hilarious. I think you said that earlier. So yes. she, deep down, she likes Mo. That's why, like, once Mo shows her the song, she flips a switch just like that. So she was obviously just, like, insecure that she liked him because, like, society says fat people are ugly and such. Yes. So given Marisol is very obsessed with popularity and image, it makes sense that she would, like, be mean to Mo. And I do think she made it up to him. I mean, they date in, for the next year, so. <laughs> I mean, it also helps that he was kind of a shitty person, too, and did the stripper thing. That's true. I feel like that's, I think, the problem with that I can't get over with Marisol is that Katie did not make it even. Because, like, you even said she kind of over-exaggerated this, like, relationship she had with Drew. And, like, Katie didn't do anything wrong. Like, Katie and Drew had hooked up before, like, break, right? Didn't they kiss? Yes. Yeah, so, like, this had been going on for a little bit, and she just didn't tell Marisol. Like, if Marisol did this bulimic thing, and then Katie did something back to Marisol, I would feel a little bit better, but Katie never does. An eye and for I, an eye makes the whole world blind, Bridget. Yeah, but it's the only reason Marisol and Moe's relationship works. <laughs> <laughs> okay, listen, I, I really like Moe and Marisol. They might be one of my favorite couples. I'm glad they found each other because they are both so funny and they make the dumbest, like, choices. <laughs> like, Mo being all there for Sav, trying to set him up with Miss O, and then, like, Marisol doing her bad choices on the other side. Like, them coming together is just an explosion of people who make bad choices. <laughs> and I think they're so cute together. Like, I love the scene where... Marisol opens up about what's going on with Katie and then Mo's like oh my god I'm so sorry and then like I think Marisol's line is like this is why I like you you just want to hold my hand like my heart <laughs> that's okay that's what gets me is that they're one of the couples that is a couple on Degrassi like they are cute they like sit together they like do couple things like they're a couple and I'm happy that they both got in a relationship because they needed it and they're so cute. <laughs> yes. I, that's why if I disconnect Marisol from Katie, I, I like Marisol. That's really what it's at. It's like hard, but I do like her. What do you think about Mo and the stripper thing? It was just dumb. What was that? <laughs> uh, again, boys being boys. Boys will be boys. <laughs> yeah, boys being boys. I mean... When I go see Magic Mike in Las Vegas, I fully intend to take pictures with all of the strippers. <laughs> I, what did you think of the way that he told Marisol? I thought it was hilarious. I was dying. Oh, like when Marisol is like sad about Katie, but he thinks she's sad about <laughs> the strippers. The strippers. 
And he's like, I only posted it to make you jealous. And she just looks at him and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> she didn't know. But he's like, I don't love strippers. Uh, that's why I like, I love Mo. I think he's really funny. What? Which, is, which is why Mo and Marisol work so well together. Because Marisol is really, uh, really serious a lot of the time. Like we did, I did say that how she is funny, but she is kind of unintentionally funny. So yeah. Marisol takes herself very seriously, whereas Mo does not take himself seriously. So they fit so well together because he helps her like cool down and stop being an asshole a lot of the time. And they're both also low-key bullies, so like it works. <laughs> when bullies find each other. <laughs> they're not, I mean, I would say Marisol is a bully, but Mo was really only a bully to Connor. He was bullying Sav, I would say. Oh yeah, I guess he did blackmail him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're right, you're right. <laughs> so that's why they also work, because they're just like, they can be little bullies together, and I'm like, you know what, whatever, I'm about it. They got some snark in them, I'll, I'll admit it. Yes, oh, so snarky. I will defend Marisol. I'm sorry about it. I think it was because her and Mo. Because I like Mo. I like watching Mo. I like episodes where Mo says things because he's funny. And then when they gave him Marisol, I'm like, all right, that means he's going to be around more. And that made me happy. Yeah, because they're really a highlight of season 12. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about them. For Season 12 is going to be a good one. Yes. Oh, so good. But before we get there, we have one more episode left of season 11. Yes, so true. Drew, Bianca, and Katie will be our grand finale. Lots of gang violence and love triangles galore. And I love Katie. Katie is my favorite character for the season, so I'm so excited to talk about her. She's not my favorite, but I'm also excited to talk about her. <laughs> I know she's not. How can anyone compete with Fiona? It's hard. <laughs> we all know your favorite is Tristan. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll see you soon for our grand finale. Thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck Tristan. Goodbye.